Welcome back to the Two Black Runners podcast. I'm one of the co-hosts, Joshua Potts. I really just want to preface this episode before we get into it. Like it says in the title, like this is a message to Nick Simmons. We're going to cover something that Nick Simmons did on its Instagram relating to the Black Lives Matter movement and our response and our reaction to it. But this is I want to be clear that this is not just a message to Nick Simmons. This is a message to all allies out there. We're here not to attack Nick Simmons, but we're here to keep Nick Simmons accountable as an ally. And that's what we really want to be clear and hope that you guys are able to listen to our perspective and understand where we're coming from. And we're more than happy to understand and hear where Nick Simmons is coming from as well. And we hope we get to do that in the near future. Also, I really just want to be clear too, however you want to feel about our opinions, I want to have a reminder that all we are is two black runners. It's right in the title, and I want you to take wherever you get from that. If that is that you want to hear our perspective and you want to understand and hear where we're coming from, that's great. If you just feel like we're just two black runners and our perspective doesn't really matter, that's also great. I'm just glad that you're here on the podcast, willing to listen and giving an ear to hear. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Let's just get right into the podcast. It's a good one. Welcome back to the Two Black Runners podcast presented by The Runner Report. Welcome back to another Two Black Tuesday, most especially episode 14, weekly podcast every single week, every single Tuesday, giving it to you that running content produced for and by the culture. And today we got a really special episode. Today we got my dad on, and that's also my co-host's dad, the brother from the same mother, Aaron Potts, bro. Aaron, how you doing, bro? It's got a special episode going on. It's a family affair. Hey. Hey, okay. Dude, round two of the family affair. We got Pops on. It's going to be a good one. This guy got some great insights. Hopefully, he don't talk too much for y'all. But Oh, you going to talk. You going to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think y'all really going to enjoy this. You know, it's great to always have that perspective of that coach that that older like mentor perspective so i think a lot of people are going to benefit from what they hear today on this episode and it's always good when you got the more pots the better you know hey tell them tell them three black runners coming to you this episode and the full episode this time as we're going to get into some track news as well but without a further ado we got welcome in keith potts former boxer orthopedic technician coach he does it all dad how are you doing i'm blessed okay i truly am blessed to be living in this day and time that i've never seen nothing like this in my whole life that the redskins are no longer the redskins for real though I mean, that's crazy yeah yeah the washington they need to change that cleveland's next cleveland's next for sure cleveland's next but uh before we get into uh, really what we really want to talk about here on the podcast, I just kind of just want to like introduce yourself and just kind of your background. We know you grew up, well, at least we know you grew up in Pomona, California. You raised all of us, but just where did you like, uh, like I mentioned, you you were a boxer growing up, but then you coached all of us to run track. Like, first off, where did just your love of sports come from as in boxing? And then where did that transition to be like, I want my kids to run track? come from in, in your mind well my inspiration and my role model was uh muhammad ali and i wanted to 
be similar to Muhammad Ali, and uh, I, I believe that he was uh, the greatest boxer of all time. Mm-hmm. It's not just because of his skill set, it was because his mental set, what he stood for in life. And, uh, and if you don't stand for nothing, you're fall for anything. And it wasn't just about all about the money for him. And uh, so I, uh, as a young person, I transitioned into uh, boxing uh, around eighth, ninth grade. Uh, uh, my mom uh, took me down to the gym because I was uh, pretty good uh, slap boxing with, you know, displaying the hands and, okay. and uh, in uh, middle school and elementary school and got into a few fist fights, whatever. <laughs> and I was always a little bit quicker than the uh, person I was uh, competing against. And I wasn't, wasn't a very big guy. And so uh, I got into boxing and that's you. And I felt that I was super strong for my, uh, my age and my size. And so competing against somebody who's supposed to be the same uh, weight as me, I felt that I had the advantage at, <laughs> in my young mind at that time. And so I entered boxing and I had about a hundred amateur fights and I uh, transitioned uh, to the pro level. And boxing is a good background for me. Yeah, and what's cool about boxing, boxing is like very uh, similar to running in some ways where it's like an individual Mm -hmm. sport and you're also like just pushing, you're just pushing yourself. It's very, it's very mental. Could you speak on the similarities of of the mentality that you have to have as a middle distance runners to boxing? Well, first thing you have to enjoy the work and uh, with enjoying the work, you have to be able to uh, get up in the morning and uh, do your run and uh, uh, eat correctly, uh, get your rest, uh, get your uh, education if you're uh, in high school or uh, in college. And uh, the mental aspect is always uh, pushing when you're uh, on your long run uh, as a boxer uh, I used to get up and run six seven miles in the morning uh, before school and just like a cross-country guy whatever and I became good I remember I I ran a a little track and that's how you guys got in the track most likely in my mind uh, ran a little track and I was like a two flat guy my freshman year but I didn't uh, I, I didn't I didn't take track serious like that. Uh, and I didn't mind running or, or putting in the work uh, because I took pride in that I could work harder, I could run faster, I could train harder than everybody else. I've always uh, taken pride in that. And that even has transitioned into my adult life uh, the way I work now that uh, I could I hang uh, doing overtime and things like that, getting up back in the morning uh, working a, a second job, uh, still uh, assistant coaching or, or coaching uh, with my kids. Uh, I took a lot of pride in that. And I, I didn't want any of you guys to uh, get into the realm of boxing because it's not cool getting hit in the head. No yeah. matter who you are, you're going to get hit in the head. You know, so, and I didn't want 
none of my kids taking shots like that. And plus, the wife was uh, totally against that. So <laughs> that's why you guys didn't, uh, we didn't go that route. Happy wife, happy wife. life. Yeah, happy wife, happy life. I'm just saying, some people lucky. They lucky that they lucky that I didn't get up in that. Some people might have had to catch those, but you know, that's a subject for another day. Well, well, I've, I've always, I've always told your brother-in-laws, excuse me, my brother-in-laws, your uncles, that you would have been a pretty good. Uh, I would have had you uh, fighting around 135, 140 pounds, whatever. But then, before we get um, more into like just the t- entirety of the podcast, you brought up your work, so I just want to talk about it for a minute because you do work into a hospital every single day. Like I said, he's an orthopedic technician. So just like, how has that just been like for you for the past four months? Like, as everyone knows right now, we're in a global pandemic. Like, how has that been affecting you on the job? I, I, we know that you're not directly in the front lines per se, but how has that just been like for you to go into a hospital every single day at such these hard times? Well, it, it, it's, it's pretty tough. Um, right now, I work in a, what we call a surgery center. And, and then every once in a while, I have to go into the uh, clinic and work. And one of my buddies uh, caught the virus. And uh, I was really uh, concerned uh, about him. He, and he's an orthotech also. And uh, I, I see a lot of people uh, sick. And uh, is, people should take the virus seriously. Uh, wear a mask, wash your hands do all the uh, things that will protect you and your, and your family and uh, don't let ego get in the way thinking that you cannot uh, acquire the virus uh, because you're a human being. It's not about the color of your skin, but you are a human being mm-hmm. and uh, you're susceptible uh, to the virus. And I wouldn't want to see anybody uh, catch that. Uh, in our hospital, which is in Riverside, uh, it's filled full to capacity into the uh, in the uh, ICU, and there's uh, other hospitals of uh, Fontana and Riverside Community also are uh, full to the capacity. Uh, so uh, people are sick and people are dying, and it's it's devastating yeah. that uh, with the leadership in this country is not acknowledging that, mm-hmm. and uh, that really breaks my heart right there that uh, there's people who aren't taking it serious, that uh, older people are losing their lives and younger people are starting to lose their lives also. Yeah, it's real. It's real out here. It's real out here. It's definitely a real thing for sure. For sure. Going yeah. back to kind of like, going back to like track and field a little bit for a second, a question I wanted to ask you was, besides, you know, getting hit in the head and everything like that, what do you think is the importance of kids running track and field or doing club sports in general? Um, what lessons can they learn and why do you think that's important for every kid to be involved in? Well, uh, I, I believe that uh, they have to have a, a I can do it uh, attitude, uh, a, a discipline, uh, it, it, learning how to deal with uh, other races and uh, other religions, uh, learning how to deal with adversity in their life, uh, learning to uh, team effort, uh, learning uh, to, to take orders, 
learning to get their rest, learning to uh, work, uh, learning to get get a good work ethic, uh, learning that that, uh, self-gratification, actually delayed gratification. If you work hard two or three or four weeks or whatever it, it may be, in the end, you're gonna get the gratification mm-hmm. from the hard work. It's not just instant. And some people get instant success too soon in life and it ruins them because they did not work hard for it. They were just had a gift and your gift does not keep you up there. Exactly. It's something holy what keeps you there. You know, God keeps you there. You know, but if you don't, but if that hard work don't come along with it and you don't uh, appreciate it, you'll fall. And I think a really important thing and why we wanted to bring you on here was for us to keep the conversation going because we know we're all aware of just what's been happening in our country, not just from the pandemic, but things on the social justice side. We've seen a lot of injustices from George Floyd to Maude Arbery to Elijah McClain, Breonna Taylor, and the list goes on and on and on just in recent events. And it's funny how you bring up just the hard work and teamwork, everything, because in the past couple of weeks, I've been comparing all this hard work and these discussions that we've been having to track and field. Like these conversations that we're having are hard workouts. There's There are uncomfortable conversations that need to be happened. And we had one of those like a little, it, it was comfortable, but a little bit of a, it could be comfortable for some, uncomfortable for some people. And we had a conversation with Molly Huddle and that was really concentrated on allyship and stuff like that. And we're seeing in this week and especially today, we this discussion of allyship, I feel like is more important than ever. And I just want to ask each one of you guys, what does uh, allyship mean to you? And like, how, how would you define allyship, Aaron? How would I define allyship? That's a very interesting question here. I think that's an interesting question to ask um, black men and black people in general, because this allyship idea is something something new for everyone, including black people. Because when you ask when you ask me how do I be an ally to black to black people, my answer is gonna be different than a white person. Because if you yeah. think about it like this, like every single black person in the world is always thinking about how do I better my people. That's why you see the LeBron James and every black person that makes it, everyone always asks, hey, like what are you doing? What are you doing for black people? So, and that's a hard thing to figure out. How do I help black people? How do I help my people? And, you know, a lot of people that are not black are battling with that right now and they're being fatigued by it. And black people face that every day. But to answer your question, I see, I mean, what is an ally? An ally is a teammate. An ally is someone that supports you. An ally is someone that's going to speak up when, when things are wrong and, and an ally isn't someone that's just like, if I'm your if I'm your ally, you can't just allyship takes action. Like you can't just be mm-hmm. saying you're an ally or you're on like you're on my team because you know yeah. people are saying allyship. They want to be allies. They want to be allies of black people, right? So we are the team. You are the ally. You're coming like. These are countries, you know, 
you know, United States to say, who's our one of our allies? I don't know, like the French or something, you know? So when the ally cries, when the team cries for help or needs help, the ally shows up to be there and brings more support. So I feel you, I feel you. I don't know if I was just rambling too much, but that's kind of what I think of when I think of, of an ally, someone who is coming to help. When I call, when I call for help, you there. When you see something happening to to your team, like if you if you see people beating us up, killing us, you an ally, you gonna step up and be like, "What's good?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, how I do you, how do you feel? How would you define allyship? That well. Uh, I, I define it as a, a, a friendship, and uh, friends are, are hard to find, you know. But you should be friendly to everybody, and uh, I think it, it, it's it's like our um, it's like you have my back, in a sense, or I have your back, in a sense. If we're in a situation and we're somewhere and someone's going to uh, jump on me to hurt me and you're my friend, I really do expect you to help me out of that situation. We don't have to fight the other guys and beat them up, but there should be some help. There. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, because right. really, really when you think about it, like allyship, Take the ally off, and we both in the same ship. We're mm. in the same boat. Okay, you know, and 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 we're in when when you're in the same boat, it's the same situation, and your enemy is my enemy. Wow. And when when we're allies, when I go to eat, if you don't got no money, I got you. You see what I'm saying? If, if we go somewhere and I don't have no money, you got me. Hundred. That's that's where it should be, and in some in some situations, the way the world is, if I'm somewhere and somebody's trying to verbally abuse me or abuse me, or got their so-called knee on my neck, taking a breath out of my body, and you don't come help, you ain't an ally. You're not my friend. No, you ain't an ally. Not my ally. Yeah. It, you know, you know, you know. The old saying is, "If you're not for me, you're against me." Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's basically where it works in, in life. So, if you're not for me, if you're not for my cause, if you're not standing up with me, somewhere you must be against me. Somewhere, Are, somehow, yeah. Somehow, so I don't get that and first and I, I would like to say this i'm very proud of uh caleb aaron david and joshua i'm sure uh your associates black white mexican asian indian or whatever ethnicity they're in they can look at you because you've been taught well that you're their friend and you're down with them from and just from and you learned that from being on a team growing up mm-hmm. on a, on a, on some kind of football. You played football before. You played baseball before. You played soccer. You ran track. You know, and that's how people learn how to get along. It's not. It's it's not just you're just not an island by yourself. No one is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I understand 
where both you guys are coming from. But then one thing, like just to add on, I feel like one thing you didn't say was the the accountability factor. It's like the fact of like if it's allyship, even if somebody is my ally saying in a time like this, if you are my ally, you have to be willing and you have to understand when I call you out. You have to be able to be understanding and be have a, 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 a ear to hear to when you may be in the wrong. And I feel like what we all just said in allyship is perfect into what we want to talk about next because there was a situation today in uh, the the famous, one of the greatest 800 runners to ever step on the track in American mid-distance running, Nick Simmons, had a post today. Uh, today was, was Monday, which took July 13th, uh, talking about just the covid and everything like that. But then the comments is where everything really went down. Somebody noticed that Nick Simmons had uh, taken down his Blackout Tuesday post. If you guys don't remember, there was a Blackout Tuesday. We would just post a black square on Instagram, Facebook, or anywhere like that. Just sh- saying the show must be paused, bringing attention to the Black Lives Matter movement and just, and just black lives and social injustice. And N- Nick Simmons responded to that to that uh comment basically saying that black lives matter lost me when they decided to wage war against the economy i believe black lives matter but cannot continue to support the organization black lives matter so this uh this really ignited aaron aaron commented back right to nick simmons and said that's pretty weak sounds more like black people matter when it's convenient really just uh, relating back to like he just posted the black square because everyone else was doing it. Then Nick responded saying, black lives always matter in all caps. But uh, Aaron has really the further like story because it got pretty pretty heated down the comments, bro. It really did. I mean, I'll just continue on. So after that, he said black lives always matter. And he added some supporters, which is why I felt I needed to speak out because he has 140. 43,000 followers and you can't be saying things recklessly like black like black lives matter is waging a war against the economy. So after he said all um black lives always matter, someone else responded and said thanks Nick for not giving in to the mob and standing up for what you believe in. And I just responded with how is supporting black business for one day waging a war against the economy? That just sounds like su- supporting black people. Also, you posted the black scare- square when it was trendy. And Blackout Tuesday, if you guys didn't know, Blackout Tuesday wasn't actually started by BLM. And neither was what he was saying, the the um, Blackout Day on, on the 7th. That wasn't, if you Google it, it that wasn't started by Black Lives Matter. So and he's referring to the Blackout Day where... Uh, you just you just buy from black stores, or you just or you don't. Black people they don't buy from anywhere else, like a Rouse or yeah. Wendy's or Starbucks or anything like that. So I said, also you posted the black square when it was trendy, and Blackout Tuesday wasn't associated with BLM. So Nick, please tell us what you're doing to support black people. I got no response. Some of his supporters um, were still like, you know, saying them thanks for like answering. Some people even said they felt the same way. As him, mm-hmm. and um, it it all kind of came to an end because I said that, and then uh, my roommate Darius responded with a great comment where he said, "Boycotting something for one day is not the equivalent of waging war." 
which was the point made by Aaron, me. Word choice is important. Nick Simmons is aware of that. And the fact that he used a divisive statement on his platform says a lot. The July 7th blackout wasn't organized by BLM, yet to his 143K followers, he told them it was. And most of them and most of them believed it. A quick Google search can point to Calvin Martyr, who started and should receive credit for the organizational organization of the Blackout Day. The issue with that statement is Black people can't encourage to buy from, from Black businesses for one day without it being perceived as a war against the economy. The same economy that was built on slave labor from Black people. What were the Montgomery bus boycotts viewed as? It lasted over a year. Was that a war against the economy too? And if you guys don't know, if you're listening to these, the Montgomery bus boycott was in 1955 to 1956 in Montgomery, Alabama. And black people were, right, 75% of them took the bus. And due to segregation rules, they had to sit in the back. They had been beaten before. So they boycotted and they carpooled and walked everywhere for an entire year. So to me, when I hear this from someone that claims to be an ally, as we, we, I spoke with him later in the DMs and he told me that, you know, he's been supporting black people on equality forever. He said that I'm attacking him and I shouldn't be attacking an ally. Now, to me, it sounds like if he was a bus driver in 1955, what side would he been on? Because it sounds like when his bottom dollar got affected is when it was too far for him. And my question mm. to Nick is, so... If your whole thing is you're not supporting Black Lives Matter because of July 7th, when no one was buying um, from, from, if you weren't a Black business, people weren't buying, you were encouraged not to buy from. If that was your whole reason to not support Black Lives Matter, but Black Lives Matter actually did not start that, do you support Black Lives Matter now? Or are you coming up with excuses? There's a lot, there's a lot into that, that there's a lot that we could go into this, but yeah. For me, well, I, go ahead, go ahead. Well, Aaron, maybe uh, Mr. Nick don't really understand what, what exactly was going on, you know, because we don't know the root, what his mom and daddy about uh, and his grandparents about. I don't know any history on him. I know he just ran like a big fast duck. The way he ran, I, I liked his style. I really did. He's a little wobble when he ran. Yeah. Looked nice. A very strong, very strong guy, strong core, uh, I imagine. Uh, well, and, and I'm, I'm saying that he didn't, doesn't have a complete understanding. And a lot of people don't have a complete understanding because they've never been in this black skin, or brown skin, or, or Asian skin, or any, any other skin but Caucasian. So he don't have the understanding. And so maybe uh, he, he's listening in and he could be educated because he does not know how it is being African-American because he's not walked a day in your shoes. He's never, it, he, if not boldly, I would say that if he was african-american he, he there's a good chance he wouldn't have the platform what he has right now because mm. he wouldn't 
have the same kind of support. And, and, and so he's kind of like that, the big hope for them. And I enjoyed watching him run. Uh, I, I really did. Uh, and so maybe uh, him, he could put his money where his mouth is if he uh, has not showed anybody what he has done for uh, Black Lives Matter, our Black people, or his brother, or whatever. Maybe he could donate to a Black organ- organization. Exactly. To, uh, a, a track club. Yeah, and for you know, me... Maybe he, 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 watch this, Aaron. Just something simple. Like, uh, you, come, you come from Eastville. Joshua's from Eastville. Our family's from Eastville. We have what we call Eastville Track Club. What, uh, Koshana runs a track club. He, and it's a, Get a it's run a gum sponsorship. Run gum sponsorship. Yeah, he, he could sponsor them. He could help them out. He could donate some money. And this is nonprofit. And he could write it off on his taxes. Wouldn't be an issue if the guy gave four or $5,000 to the track club. See, my, my that's going that's black owned. It's going to uh, black people. It's going to other people of color. It's even going to Caucasians because they're part of the track club also because we're all in the same boat. I don't see where there'd be a problem with that. And, 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 and he can show that, you know what? I love everybody, you know, and boom, here you go. I told you so, Aaron. You don't know what you're talking about. Hey, I, I, I'm right with you. I would love for him to say, "I you don't know what you're talking about." And I and I believe I gave him that chance. If you he deleted the whole thread, he got scared. But like I, I asked him multiple times, "Hey, so you don't support BLM? What are you doing to support Black people?" And he responded with, "You're attacking me," and. I asked him multiple times, like, hey, like, okay, maybe you don't support the organization. And I think a lot of people get this confused. Like, I personally, I support the Black Lives Matter organization and just like the movement in general. But when I am on the street chanting Black Lives Matter, when I got when I got a shirt on Black Lives Matter, I am talking about black people. And I think people try to use that group as a scapegoat to not support black people. That's what it sounds like to me. Cause you're saying, cause you, why are you assuming like everyone out there, they are not just registered to the black lives matter. There's yeah. no sign up sheet for that. Everyone yeah. out there is supporting black people. So when you say you don't support black lives matter, you need to tell me what are you doing to support black people though? If you really on our side, because like this ain't no time to be quiet. Yeah, I think that's really important. Like, this isn't a time to really be on the fence, bruh, because when you really think, I feel like it's really, it's dangerous, definitely on a higher level to say that you don't support the Black Lives Matter organization and you're not really doing something to uplift uh, Black voices if you're not donating actively or we just don't see that really happening. And like, I really like Nick Simmons. Like I've said on this podcast, I had Nick Simmons on my binder, flexing on my binder. You feel me? When I was like in fourth grade, that was my favorite runner. But like, it is disappointing and disheartening to see him not really have a response to what he's doing for black lives because, but, and it's hard. It's hard. Like for me, cause I'm just thinking it, it must've been going through in his head that he was, he, he must have felt like he's being attacked because he doesn't understand where we're coming from. But like he needs to be able, he needs to understand. 
like this is the time to understand and really have the you know, conversation you know of, what of coming on to understand well you know what he needs to do but besides you know how you understand you have to listen yeah like your feelings might get hurt like i keep using this analogy like if, we, if i'm teaching you math right now and you tell me two plus two is five i'm gonna be like bro i'm sorry you're wrong it's four and, and that might hurt your feelings and that might make you feel dumb. But yeah. I'm just telling you the truth. And sometimes the truth hurt. Sometimes you don't have it all figured out because, and I'm not trying to say I'm high and mighty and I know everything, but I can at least tell you this. You were trying to be an ally to my team. You're trying to be an ally yeah. to my team. Okay? So I know how my team works, bro. You don't come to, to a new new person's team or whatever and you're like or you're someone from the outside trying to help your team and uh, you know what i mean and you don't tell the team that they're attacking an ally it's like bro like how do you know more than the team captains yeah well what 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 i believe or what we should do is give that brother the benefit of the doubt and and see how he responds after this you know because he he, he appears and, he, and he's the one who the prove it yay or nay, he appears to be a person of integrity. And since maybe he just was caught off guard, we don't know how his parents raised him. You know, because you know, because we live in the United States of America and we all and we all live in the same boat. We all we all gotta go through the same things in life. We all run on the same track. No, no, we don't all go through the same things. Well, I, some people have definitely not been aware of the some things that we have gone through. Well, he, I'm pretty sure him being in the athletic world that he realizes he relate that, on some level that that he he can relate and he's seen people uh, think about done wrong. Think about this. That, think about this. Nick Simmons is the same guy who declined going to the world championships. Because they were trying to make him wear Nike product and he wasn't a Nike athlete. So he boycotted representing the USA. Yeah. Is well, that not the same thing? Yeah. And we no, can ask him, why did you do that? Why did he do that? Why did he do that, though? Because he wanted to protect his money. money. He was trying to protect he's his money, to... but he was also trying to show, make a point and show his yeah, work. So he was trying to protect his money. And I think that's the that's the disheartening thing. Like he saw that his pockets were gonna get affected by this. Cause he's a CEO. He's a CEO of Rungum. He's the creator of Rungum. He has this business. And when he sees, I, I honestly don't see one day or even five days as a war. And even if it is a war, it's it's a protest. Yeah. It's a protest. And if you're really down for black lives, you would be down with the protest. If you're really an ally, you with us. How are we going to get mad at every wait, single wait, wait, wait. protest oh, wait, that happens? Hold on, Joshua. Like, we don't want the marching in the streets. Hold, hold on, Joshua. I understand. I understand. I know he didn't say this. that was a war. He, he said it was a war. He did. He said that was a war. I got the screenshots. He said it was a, a war on the economy. He said it. he stopped supporting <laughs> us because they waged war on the economy. How? Oh, wow. I'm just saying, bro, that's disrespectful. Well, you then it's good that. He'll, he'll listen to this. I'm going to send he'll it to him. get an understanding. And uh, he'll get back in contact with you. You know, give the guy an opportunity. I, 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 I invited him onto the show. I invited him onto the show. You, well, 
you know, you know what? Everybody's character can handle that much heat. He may melt. He he may not know what to say. He may not be, you know, rooted and grounded. What about sorry? In, in the things of God. He may not. He may not have that kind of heart that you may think that he have. We don't know. So, but give him the benefit of the doubt. You you never know. You know, he he he, he appears to be a good guy. You know, give the guy a chance. Maybe you know what, Nick, if you're listening to this, come on the show next week, man, and uh, I'll tell uh, Aaron and Joshua not to go hard. I'm not gonna go hard. You gotta get you gotta get this dude Aaron. Hey, 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 we could have us. I already messaged him. I said we could have a civil conversation. I think it actually would be really it'd be really good for everything. But like, I'm not gonna go hard. But like I said, like. Two plus two equals four, not five. So if me telling you two plus two equals four is going hard on you, then I mean, what else am I supposed to say? That's just the truth, you know. I, I would just—I really just want him to respond to your question on on what he's doing for Black Lives, because just especially as someone and in his position as power, and as seeing him rise up in YouTube as well and everything that he's doing, he's definitely a huge influence. And then to have people in his comments saying, "Good, great job, Nick, for not uh, feeding into the mob," like saying Aaron, the mob. yes, that Aaron not being convinced by the mob, which is basically Aaron and his his roommate and all these people in the comments, people in the comments that are saying that he's in the wrong, and I feel like what he was doing is in the wrong side of history. So I just he's influencing a lot of young minds and. I hope that Nick, you deleted these com- those comments, and you're gonna make another comment saying about what happened in those comments. But I just, I would just love for you to listen and respond to that statement. And if you haven't been doing anything on that type of level, if you could start doing stuff on that type of level, doing that type of stuff could be coming onto our podcast, Two Black Runners, literally called Two Black Runners. Anything like that, elevating Black voices, could definitely be a good thing. Well, it, it would be nice if he did. Uh, act like more of an ally, and uh, exactly. that's not in contact with Aaron, and and uh, talked it out, and be cool about it, you know. Yeah. But but you know, but then again, I'm I'm just in. I just come from that era. Like, put your money where your mouth is. At, exactly. Bro. That's that's what I'm saying, bro. You can't just say. You just can't say that. You can't tell me in my DM. You've been fighting for equality and justice your entire life. And then when I ask you, well, what are you doing for black people? Like you just refuse to like tell me. And then you say that black people are basically waging a war against the economy. And it's like, what about the war America's waging on black people? If that's, if that's how you think, if you think what that the economy, if you think that that one day is waging a war, Against America, it's like, what is America doing to black people? What and, you, you know what I mean, like this. This is a, this is a deep question. I'm asking you as as a dad. Do you think you could deal with this guy if he's on the Trump side of things? I mean, I think I can. I think him coming onto our show, like I'm saying, it's just all about perspective, sharing perspective. It's it's a win win. It's a win win for. For us, um, for him though, I mean, I I don't 
I don't know. <laughs> I think it could be a win for him, though. Like, this could be a good opportunity for him to explain himself. I, 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 and I think so, to get his, get his point of view out and, yeah. and have some clarity. Maybe about I, what he meant. Maybe, I mean, maybe he didn't mean what he said. Exactly. You know, maybe, maybe. I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I would love if he's on. If he's, he's on, any that side, makes it better. That would be epic. That'd be epic if he was a Trump supporter. He probably. I mean, I'm not gonna say what he is, but hey, that'd be epic if he was a Trump supporter. That would make it. If he's on, if he's on any side, bro. Like, I, I would be cool with it because, like yeah. you said, like this is a conversation. That's what we're that's about, needed, bro. This is a conversation that that needs to happen, and we're about uh pushing the conversation forward and keeping the conversation going. So if he, if he's if he's if he's riding riding the Trump train. That's that's cool. It doesn't really matter. Like I don't. That's cool. Just don't be. Just don't be saying that you black. You, you don't be saying you fighting for equality and stuff though. If you really ain't, that's all I'm saying, bro. Like you know, you gotta be about it. You can't just be saying like stuff like that, bro. Well, well, we don't know because he's not here to defend himself. That's true. You know, that's so, true. Hey, we would love to give yeah, him that chance. The whole thing is have him come on and yeah. uh, de- defend himself. You know, uh, that'd be good. And, you know, I know, and, he, and I don't want to use that word defend himself because we're not attacking him. We ain't attacking him. Because honestly, if he comes on, like, we're going to listen too. I'm, I want to listen. I want to see where he's coming from. I, wanna I don't understand. understand. I don't, yeah, because I don't understand. understand. I don't understand. It's, it's, see, I don't want to mess your show up. I don't want to mess the show up, man. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say maybe your blackness intimidate him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's some deep, deep guilt down in there, bro. It could, I don't know. It could, it could be, be though. And we need to talk it about be. it though. We need to talk about bro, that stuff. Thinking of somebody of, of him in power, like as as a white person in power with the platform, I I bet it has to be there their frustration and their paranoia to a certain point when they talk about black issues has to be there. Just looking at someone like Drew Brees, you know, he doesn't want the whole entire world to be coming at him. And that could be something that, that he struggles with. And he's trying to be careful. He's trying to follow, he's trying to be inside his heart and follow his true core values. But then he's also trying to tiptoe across the line to be, I guess what you would call air quotes, politically correct, but which is awesome. I don't know how every see what you you're saying, but, but ain't no positive. Hey, are you guys need me anymore? I'm a, wait. We gotta yeah. finish. That. We still gotta. We gotta transition into some recent. I don't track. know. I don't know, bro. Are I don't we know. If we can talk about this track stuff now, bro. I'm looking kind of tired. <laughs> all right. I mean, it's all. I'm not saying just like I'm not tired. Tired from the day. Like that was a deep conversation, uh, bro. It, it, it is. It is kind of draining because you know what all. My adult life, I've been, you know, I've been told to forgive them, to love them, to do right by them. It's going to be all right. They're going to come around. All my life, I've been dealing with that. You know, then they do stuff behind your back. You know, this, this has been going on all my life. And so now... I'm seeing the door open and I'm seeing white kids participate in Black Lives Matter. And so I'm cool with that. I think that's awesome. But what I would really love to see is their parents get involved. Because nothing's going to happen unless their parents 
get involved. I'm talking about those people yes. who are sitting in chairs of power, who push buttons, who hire people, who fire people, who have money to make things happen. Those are the people who need to be involved in the movement. It's cool that we got the young people involved, but if their, if their parents have the same understanding as, as them, things would have never got like this. Never been like this. No way. No one would have no one would have been on Floyd's neck like that. Now all of us can say, you on our neck. Or we're, we're on our neck. You need to ease up. You know, so that's is my prayer about their about this is that the older generation really see where they done wrong. Yeah, and, and and with that, I don't really I don't really got too much more to say, Aaron. You got any more to say to close out the pod, bro? It's too black Tuesday. I know that was a real deep dive. I mean, I I guess we could save the track news for the Instagram live exclusive. Uh well, we really gotta I don't really wanna get too much deep. I head kinda hurt, bro. I'm kinda tired. But really quick shout out. Anson Felix, you already know she's the queen. She's a beast. Uh, Shelby Houlihan, yeah, American record. But really, shout out Lopez Lamong, bro. Thirty-five, yeah. breaking thirteen. Yeah, beast. Yeah, Mohamed, twelve forty-seven, tenth number ten all time. Those people are killers, bro. Yeah, shout out, shout out all of them. And that's pretty much it, Dad. Yeah. You got anything else you want to say before we close out? I I think uh, that young lady. Uh, Allison Felix is like super dedicated to her craft. Yep. Really dedicated. And you know what? And things happen for a reason. The pandemic came on and she was able to really focus. Yep. And things slowed down. It was more quiet for all these people who all athletes. Slow down. Reflect and uh, and watch yourself run faster. I know last week Caleb said he derailed the conversation. Said Allison Felix, she's Serena. Low key, Allison Felix, she is Serena. She's also LeBron James. She's also Michael Jordan. She's also Muhammad Ali. Like she's goat. You know, like yeah. I, I, that's what I really feel about Allison Felix. So, yeah. Aaron, you got anything else, or we good? We out? No, I just want to say uh, shout out to everybody that's just been supporting us through everything i know we've been keeping this conversation going for a while but if you watch this far into the podcast we really do appreciate it i appreciate y'all that be supporting me on the story and within the comments but we're gonna keep this going this is who we are and we're never gonna change and we're gonna keep it real with y'all 100 yes thank y'all for listening bro make sure you guys to follow us on instagram running underscore report subscribe to the pod if you're really down with us rate the pod and comment down in apple Podcasts. we would really appreciate that and next week we'll be back with another guest we're gonna have some guests lined up with you i'm trust me they're gonna be some fire we're a little bit behind but we back we back on two black tuesday every single tuesday coming to you live let's get it see y'all later peace